Welcome to the Forgiven Once For All podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and today I'll be your host. This week we're going to look at the word righteousness. We're going to look at what this means. See, when we think of righteousness, we think of God. And God is holy, and He's righteous, and He's pure. In Him there's no evil and no no shadow of turning. He's righteous. But when we think of righteousness, we don't think about ourselves. We would never say that we were righteous. And we would even consider it blasphemy to say that our righteousness, if we had any, would be equal to that of Jesus. That just doesn't, it doesn't sound right. That doesn't compute to us. We, we know that God is righteous. We know that God is holy. But we've been taught and we have an understanding of ourselves that may not be biblical, that says that we are sinners and that there's no righteousness in us. We've heard this verse over and over where it says, there's none righteous, no, not one. And we look at that and we say, yep, that's right, because I'm not. So let's get into our study this week. Romans chapter 5, verse starting in verse 1. This is in the New King James. It says, therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of God's glory. See here it says that we are declared righteous. See, the word righteous, it literally means right standing with God. It means we're in we're in right standing with God. We're in fellowship with Him. We're okay. That when God looks at us, that that we meet up to His standard. We're righteous. There's no evil. There's no um, darkness hiding in the corner. But we are righteous. We are in 100% agreement. And we are in right standing with Him. We don't disagree on anything. Now notice the past tense of this word. It says that we were declared, or in other translations, it says made. It's always past tense. We were declared righteous. We were made righteous. He is not making us righteous. It's not a process that that takes time. It's not you know, the, the Roman road and the 10 steps. And, and if we pray enough and if we read our Bible enough and if we seek his face and fast, then we might just be on the cusp of righteousness. It says that he made us righteous. He declared us righteous. Past tense, said and done. Or it's not that he's going to make us righteous one day. And this is what we really believe. That one day when we die, yeah, right now we're sinners and right now we're just vile to God because of our sin. Because we know the things that we have done. And so we believe that God just 
overlooks our, our wickedness for now, and he overlooks our sin, and, and one day, because of what Jesus did, we're going to go into heaven, and Jesus is going to say, no, he's mine, and God's going to turn away his wrath and anger, and we're going to be declared righteous. Then we'll finally be clean. Then we'll finally be um, okay with God when we die. See, righteousness is not a coat that we can put on to cover up the filth inside of us. Righteousness means that we're clean now. It says that we were made clean. We were declared clean from the inside out. Let's look at the same verse in the New English translation. It says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, here the, uh, the translator used the word justified. This word means just as if we never sinned. We're justified. This word for righteous is the same word for the word justified. It literally means justified. Just as if we never sinned. Declared innocent. Declared not guilty. Or it's just like you never did that. It's the same word for righteous. Romans 3.24, it says, Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. See, I want you to notice again, over and over, when you start looking for the, when, when the author starts talking about the Christian, and he's talking about our standing with God, and our holiness with God, our righteousness, it's always in the past tense. It's never, they never say, you are being justified. You are, one day you will be justified. It says you are justified. Past tense. It's always in the past tense. It's not a progression. It's not a progressive sanctification as we've been taught, but it's actually our relationship with God. The moment that you confessed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you were saved, and that justification that was already yours became real to you. You are justified at the cross. You just now accepted it, just as if you never sinned. See, righteousness and justification isn't a coat that we put on to cover, but it's a change in the way we view ourselves, the way when we align our view of ourselves with God's view of us. See, let's look at the history of the humans or his story, because it's all about Jesus. Everything's about Jesus. So, we can see him in our own story. See, we were chosen even before the worlds were created. I know, this is a mystery, and this is mind-blowing. This is hard to fathom, but let's look at it. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, past tense, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just 
as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. See, this verse has confused people for hundreds of years, thousands of years. They, they took this word predestined and they started, you know, extreme Calvinism and they started saying, oh, well, God chose you, but didn't chose you and you're going to go to heaven and you're going to hell. No, that is not even close to the context of what this verse means. If we look at it closely and we can understand it through a new covenant lens, everything needs to be looked at through what Jesus did at the cross. And through this lens, we can see that because of what Jesus did, God blessed us and with every spiritual blessing, and he chose us to be in him before the worlds were even created. Now, I know this gets confusing because what this literally means is that, number one, God knew who we were before the worlds were even formed. He drew us in his mind. He took out his divine sketchbook and and he drew you into existence. And he knew everything about you, everything that you were going to do. And he chose you and he chose everyone, not just some people, but he chose everyone and declared us righteous, declared us to be holy without blame in him, in love, before the worlds were even created. That's what it means to be predestined. He chose us before anything ever happened. Before we sinned, even before Adam sinned, we were redeemed. We were righteous. We were holy. Now that's something we won't, won't we don't say. We don't ever go around and say, oh, I'm holy. You would look at somebody funny if they said that. But the truth is, God declared us holy before the worlds were even formed. And this is so hard for us to understand. God drew in his sketchbook of his mind, and he said, you are righteous. You're holy. You're in perfect harmony with me. Just as the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit work together in perfect unity, there's no evil. There's no hiding. There's no sin. They all are in perfect unity. That's how God created us in his mind. That's He says he knew us. He chose us. And we were holy. We were perfect. We were in unison with him. Perfect harmony before Adam even sinned. See, we were sons and daughters before we called ourselves sinners. See, we are not just covered by the blood. This is a lie that we've been taught. See, we think, oh, we're so filthy. And God is just so, so angry at us because of everything that we've done. 
we think we're so filthy that God uses the blood as a way to appease himself because he can't stand to look at us. See, we're not just covered by the blood because we're filthy. We are restored back to the image of God. That image when we were created, that image when he drew that sketchbook in his mind of us, when he took that sketchbook and drew us, and he said, this is who you are. We are 100% restored to that image by Jesus Christ. That's what the cross meant. It didn't just come to cover our sin. It didn't just come to make us acceptable to God. It came to restore us back to who we really were. Our original state is not sin. Our original state is God's image. Let's look back in Genesis 1, 27. It says, God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them. Prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. Be responsible for fish of the sea and the birds of the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. Then God said, I have given you every sort of seed bearing plant on, and every kind of fruit bearing tree, given them to you for food. To all animals, to all birds, everything that moves and breathes, I give whatever grows out of the ground for food. And there it was. God looked over everything he had made, and it was good. So very good. It was evening. It was morning. The sixth day. See, we were created in God's image. We reflected God's nature. We were blessed and called good. I want you to understand that. When God created everything, it was called good. God can't create things that are evil. Everything was good. If God made it, it was good. God breathed his breath, his essence, his being into man. Humans are not just another created animal, but a special creation, one that carried part of God within them. When God creates something, it is good. Do not say that it is not good. Do not say that it's sin. We were created perfect and lived in a lie called sin that told us that we were not perfect. And Christ restored us to that perfection by defeating the lie of sin. See, sin was just a lie. Sin was taking God's word and twisting it and believing something different about yourself than what God believes. See, the thing that kept Adam from God was not disobedience, but it was an identity crisis. It was something birthed inside of Adam, a doubt that caused him to doubt his relationship with God, to cause him to doubt the goodness of God, to cause him to, to have a distorted view of who he was. And he began to live a lie. It was an identity crisis, not a disobedience. Yes, it started with disobedience. 
But that's not what kept him from God. See, we are no longer under the power of that lie. But we are free to live as he first created us. He created us righteous. He created us in right standing with himself. See, everything that God creates is good. You were good. You believed a lie. And now you're restored back to that goodness. See, God brought us back to the righteous image of himself through faith in Jesus Christ and the finished work at the cross. And he raised us to new abundant life by his resurrection. This is good news. This is awesome. See, we have abundant life now. We can look at ourselves and our Father differently. We're no longer living in fear, but we're looking at Him as a Father of love. See, the last thing I want to look at is that when God restored us to righteousness, that righteousness is the same righteousness that is in Jesus Christ. I know this is hard to understand, but you, as a Christian, as a believer in Jesus Christ, with Jesus living inside of you and through you, are just as righteous in God's eyes as Jesus is. This is not blasphemy. This is truth. Let's look at 1 John 4.16. It says, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Listen, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. See, what this verse is telling us is that God has restored us to that love, that we live inside of love. Love lives inside of us because God is love. In order for God to live inside of us, we would have to be perfect. God is perfect. And it says, just as Jesus is, just as he is right now, it says, so are we. And it says, in this world. So this is not in the future when we die that we're going to be made perfect. It says right now, in this world, just as Jesus is, sitting at the right hand of the Father, perfect, in perfect harmony with God, living inside of the Father, working with the Father and the Holy Spirit. It says that He is living inside of us, and just as He is, so are we. It says this is why we don't have fear, because love casts out fear. There's no judgment. There's no torment but just perfect love. As he is, so are we. Just as righteous as Jesus is, we are righteous. 
We have been declared righteous. We have been declared justified. It's just as if we never sinned. And this is taking us back to the image that God created us before the world was even formed. This is how we can go boldly before the throne. It's not because of what we have done, not because of how we've cleaned ourselves up and how we've resisted sin. It's because of what Jesus did, his finished work at the cross. We are declared righteous because of Jesus, and because of that, we are just as righteous as he is. See, we need to stop living like we are barely tolerable to God. We believe that we're just going to squeak through heaven's gates. That's not how it works. You are just as righteous as Jesus is. You're not just covered by the blood. You were restored to your proper identity, that identity that you had before Adam even sinned. We are God's precious children. Whatever God creates is perfect. Stop living and believing in a lie, the lie of sin that was defeated at the cross. See, when God sees us, he sees Jesus. We are righteous and justified. That's what righteousness means. It's not something we earn. It's not something that we we follow a 10-step program or that we, we sacrifice for. It's something that was ours in the beginning when God drew us in his mind. When God created us in his mind, we were perfect. We were in perfect harmony. We were righteous. God restored us back to that righteousness. This is who you are. You're not a sinner saved by grace, but you were restored to the righteousness that God created you with. I hope you enjoyed this. Check us out on the web at ForgivenOnceForAll.com. There's many resources there, um, links to great books and videos that will help you understand this finished work. And Or check us out on Facebook at Forgiven Once For All. And I want you to remember that God is madly in love with you. Until next time. <music>